What if I told you those scattered Google notes, draft social posts, and notebooks filled with unshared stories could be a fast pass to a more fulfilling life waiting for you, but only if you publish them. Learning to just press publish changed my life for the better as a woman, mom, and writer. Now I wanna create the same transformation for you. I'm your host, Erin Galloway, multi-passionate author and ally for storytellers. I started Habitize Publishing to support storytellers, including kids, CEOs, senior citizens, and now you, to share your voices and spark more joy than you ever thought was possible. I hope after today's episode, you'll publish one piece you've been holding back on and see where the journey takes you. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of the Press Publish Podcast. I'm your host, Erin Galloway, the owner of Habitize Publishing. But before we dive into this week's topic, I thought I'd share a backstory on how I chose the name Habitize Publishing. You know when people ask the icebreaker question, what is one of your superpowers? I'm the nerdy one who loves icebreakers, so I've had the same answer for decades. Patience and patterns. See, ever since I was little, I realized I see the world in patterns. All kinds of patterns. And when I was a kid, it was most obvious in how I organized my toys and craft supplies. But as I got older, I realized I have a skill to group thoughts, feelings, and ideas into different configurations that others don't always see. To be honest, if ASMR was a thing in the 1990s, I could have created an entire video anthology that could have been the rage on TikTok. Move over those home organization and kitchen restocking reels. Instead, you could have watched endless hours of me digging through academic journals and microfiche at the university library with color-coded post-it notes and copied articles, all to find the original author of a research reference. The search, the sorting, the color-coding, all leading up to the big reveal of finding the final article was ridiculously satisfying. I would have had followers hooked to see what I looked for next. It's like I always had an internal compass, that when a problem appeared, I just needed to unlock the right pattern to solve it. So in college, I changed majors from event planning to human development and a focus on behavioral science in both undergrad and graduate school. Double nerd alert. I literally spent years diving into the world of human and organizational habits. Now, I could talk for hours about why I think the word habits gets a bad rap, but we'll dive into that in future episodes. And whether the word habits conjures up a bad or good feeling for you, no matter what you think of them, they've been a part of our lives since the second we are born. Think about it. As soon as a child comes into the world, doctors and doulas have a pretty standard set of procedures that they follow with newborns. You never see professionals just kind of winging it when a baby is born. Every action is done in a specific order for a specific reason. And everything they do is a result of habitizing their process. 
It probably goes without saying, when you think of the word habits, the first thing you think of are habits related to your health. It's exciting to see healthy habits going viral. There are apps, planners, programs that help you reach your personal goals with habits or increase your quality of life with habits. I personally believe that habits are the bridge between where you are now and where you want to be. And when you habitize, you are in the habit of taking action. Habitizing is a mindset, like a growth mindset. It's a way to approach common everyday problems and believing that you have the skills within you to discover the right patterns or routines to solve that problem. You've probably been habitizing in your own life without even realizing it. Have you ever set a goal of drinking more water throughout the day? This habit makes the New Year's resolution list for so many people year after year. We all know the importance of staying hydrated, but so many of us have a hard time drinking enough water. So what do we do? We find tricks to help us drink more water. We buy reusable water bottles that measure the amount of water we drink. We create a schedule of drinking water with the goal of 32 ounces before lunch or 32 ounces after lunch. We may start even adding flavor to entice us to drink more water, or we set an alarm on our phone or our watch reminding us to stop and sip. We may try all of these things until we figure out what pattern works best for us to drink more water daily. And once we do, we create a routine so we no longer have to think about it. We just drink the damn water. It becomes a habit we no longer have to put time or energy into. We feel healthier and we freed up space for something else. Or even better, we freed up space for nothing at all. And I truly believe that increasing the number of habits each day isn't actually about proving to yourself that you can be a high achiever or to reach your peak performance. I think habits make space in our daily routine so we have more time to be creative, be curious, and be ready to adapt when life throws us unexpected challenges. Okay, so this brings me to why I named my company Habitize Publishing. I truly believe that if you want to be a published author, you have to set up habits to get you to that point. Just like you're capable of drinking enough water, you're capable of being a published author. You just need to figure out the right steps to get you there. You need to habitize your writing process. Oh, and before you start to equate publishing with writing a novel, let me stop you right there. In fact, we believe publishing workbooks and guided journals is a great way to get your message across to a large audience that is waiting to hear about the solutions you have to offer. Yes, you! Workbooks and guided journals give readers a chance to practice being in the habit of taking action, and they can do it with you. Imagine the habits serving your own life that could also be serving the lives of others. Or maybe imagine a set of habits that have helped hundreds or thousands of your clients and students. You could be improving the lives of others through something as simple and fun as a meal prep workbook for busy families. 
or something more clinical-based as a guidebook to help people manage emotions through the grieving process. Friend, what limiting belief are you holding back on that says that other people are more qualified to publish than you? If it's because you're still refining your free workbook or checklist that will help you gather emails as a lead generation strategy, or because other people in your profession are so grossly underpaid that it feels unethical to charge them, I'm sorry, but I'm going to give an unpopular opinion here. Stop giving everything away for free. Don't get me wrong. I support the idea of give, give, give. But at the same time, there are so many people who aren't gaining from all your giving. Listen, I have a friend who created an amazing lead magnet, and suddenly she had 7,000 people subscribe to her listserv. Incredible, right? Her giving went viral. But most of those people are not in alignment with the services she offers. She has a very personal, hands-on experience in person in one city for one to two people a month. Her expertise in intellectual property is worthy of publishing. But for now, that free PDF is linked to an email service that is costing her money. By publishing a workbook or guided journal, you're creating a low-risk offer that lets people invest in themselves and try out your service. They can figure out if you're a good fit for each other without a huge financial commitment on either side. I confess, I even downloaded another free tool today. After skimming it for two minutes, I bet I won't open it again. But that $10 workbook I bought off Amazon last week, I'm going to use because I spent money on it. Like you, I sign up for free lists and free PDFs all the time because they're free. And I don't really care what their background is or their expertise level. Let me say that again. Because they were brave enough to push publish on a piece of content, I was willing to read what they had to say. And people would do the same for you. If you are a business owner, coach, therapist, educator, you can create anything from a 30-day guide with a very detailed daily habit tracking system to a lined writing journal with prompts that remind your reader to stay motivated about a big transformation coming months from now. Just think about the value you can offer that will appeal to the most amount of people. Or think of it this way. What is a solution that you're certified to teach or that has transformed your own life that could solve a problem other people are struggling with? Again, by offering something that requires investment in you, you are asking people to invest in themselves. But by offering something for free, you're giving something and just hoping they'll use it. Let's be honest, more than anything, you're hoping that you can get their contact information so they eventually buy something from you or refer you to someone who will. And I am telling you that if they are more of an aligned lead, if you charge them money for your service, 
no matter what the price is. You are telling your audience that your knowledge and time have value and that you think they have value too. Plus, you're creating something evergreen, so you don't have to customize it with every sale. Workbooks and guided journals have a low cost of entry and can truly expand your reach. I have been researching and testing guidebooks and journals of high-end coaches I would never choose to invest in. I adore some of these people, and my life could be impacted by what they have to say. But they can be selective about who they work with, and I am not their target customer. Their programs feel exclusive, and the average person would have to max out a credit card or two to work with them. If you've invested any time in building up a social media following, then you know that that like is unlikely to lead a follower to invest $10,000 for a weekend retreat that ends with them walking on hot coals. But you also know that that follower might invest $10 to help them put out the fires in their own lives at home and on their own time. Are we really here to judge which offer has a bigger impact? My suggestion is to think about how you want to connect with others and commit to creating a workbook or guided journal that will plant a seed to help foster that connection. It's going to take time, but it's also going to help you create your brand and put a flag in a space where you want to be known. Okay, so today we explored the idea of habitizing your writing process and why I think publishing workbooks and guided journals are a great way to connect with your audience. If you're curious about the next step you should take in habitizing your own writing process, check out the blog at thehabitizelife.com to get started or spark up a conversation over on Instagram at habitizelife.com. No bots there, just me getting real and responding to your questions. Okay, friend, are you ready to share one piece of content you've been holding back on? Trust your instincts and press publish. If this episode sparked curiosity in your publishing journey, head over to thehabitizelife.com for more resources. Or check out the after show with our guests on Instagram at habitizelife. All the links mentioned today are in our show notes. And hey, I'm off to reheat my cup of coffee for the second time today, but I'll meet you back here next week with a fresh cup and a new episode.